All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weavey. Brian Chesko. This is not a Marv Albert podcast. It's possible Dave will not be able to edit out the fact that we were talking about Marv Albert when we started this yeah, season. We'll see. We'll, we'll, or this season, this, this episode. This episode is the... About the upcoming season, though, we are mere days away from the upcoming season. 13, Scott. We have given you a handful of episodes this summer, all of it leading up to this moment where we are going to go through our squads as we are sitting here on August 1st in hopes that you will be able to help yourself set up your squad for the upcoming season as well. We want the FPL America Podcast League to be an elite league. We want you to succeed, and we want this podcast to help for you sure. be able to do that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through our lineups as, they're, as they are right now. Now, obviously, these are subject to change, but as we have them right now, we're going to go through our lineups position by position, and we're going to talk about the players that we have in our lineups, the players that we don't have in our lineups, and what that means for you as you are listening to this podcast, trying to set up your lineup as well. Hopefully we'll give you some good tips along the way. I think we will. I think we're going to talk about some really good and helpful things that you need to keep in mind, not just players, but also principles, tips to keep in mind as you're trying to set up the best squad you can with your 100 pounds available to you. Scott, this is going to be an opportunity for us because we've done this in the past where we've gone by position by position. Mm -hmm. A lot of places do that. We're choosing to do this a little differently. We will talk about the positions as we talk about our own lineups Correct. and why we're taking who we're taking. We've done it in the past years ago when we started this podcast. We went, we did preseason pods where we talked about every club in the league, 20, yep. 20 clubs. Yep. And what we've realized is that really what this is about is setting up the best 15-man lineup that you can. For me, for the first three to four weeks. Yeah. It's the best lineup I can have going into the international break. And can I can I differ from you a little bit already for here sure. and tell you that for me, when I set up my squad, it was about the first two weeks. Because, okay. because money like after week one, you're gonna have one free transfer. Yeah. And you're gonna have to pay attention really closely to price rises and falls in that first week. Because if you lose a tenth in your in your value, your team this value early, it's brutal. It hurts. It sure, really, really hurts. hurts. But you know, I also know that it's going to be really hard to make that one free transfer after game week one. You know, I want to look at the first two weeks when I have two transfers and I can do a little bit more with two free transfers after game week two. So I looked a lot at the first two weeks of matchups and and what players I thought I would want for those first two weeks. By the way, the the squad I have for game week one slash two in parentheses is not the squad that I think will be the highest scoring for the season. 
it's the best squad that I could put together for game weeks one and two. And that right there is an important tip for putting your lineup together right now. I agree with that. I would just say add three in there as well. But still, the, the principle's the same. Brian, you might feel differently. You might feel like we're complete idiots. No, not at all. I like what you're saying. I think it's, again, we, we could we talk about it every podcast. Might as well make it a permanent segment of the uh, the color-coded matchup rating system uh, in FPL is overrated. Um, <laughs> but it's also the guide that we are using. And so it's impossible not to see green. When it comes to the when it comes to the schedule for the FPL, <laughs> the color matters. Like it psychologically, it does something to us. Green is good, red is bad. Yeah, dark red is really bad. And gray makes everyone do the same thing. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I kind of go. I kind of go cross-eyed. Uh, should I like <laughs> it or not, FPL? No, I just see those I see the matchups the way everybody else does and I I think at least initially I think you should and you should do this throughout the season. If you see the color, look across and just take a quick glance at what team <laughs> is being ascribed that color because And is it home or away? Right. right. That like, may change. So Oh, uh, and by the way, we said this earlier in the summer, home and away might matter again. Last season without fans, fans are back. Yes, without fans it didn't matter so much last year. I hated any kind of talk about how, you know, records were were made as far as, you know, the least number of points Liverpool got at home and, you know, the the losing streak at home and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? It didn't matter. The fans pitch, weren't there. there it there wasn't no the fans. same place. It was Honestly, not- the width of the pitch was the only difference. There were no fans. It didn't really matter. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to go through and we're going to go from front to back, forward to goalkeeper. And, and discuss our squads and what that should mean for you as you're setting up your squads. I, I, Dave, last season you and I had similar squads throughout. And yeah, the I, reason I, I told you mine earlier, so I'm, I'm assuming you're bringing this up because <laughs> we're, we're not similar. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, th- I went a little different this year. All right. Um, but before, bad news for you, bud. Well, it, <laughs> last year with similar squads, I did very well because I got the captain pick right, you did, and the captain pick is sure. important. Yeah. Uh, and so that that can be a trump card. But anyway, before we get into the forwards in our squad, are there any principles overall that you want to mention that might be helpful to people who are trying to put their squads together? And before you two answer this question, I would like to go first this time. Usually I ask the questions and I go last. Okay, fair. Can I go first this time? For is sure. that all right? Yeah. Last year I had a very specific strategy when I created my squad. I went very heavy, tried to put a good core of premium players together in, okay. at forward and midfielder. In fact, I, I remember I had a midfield of Sala, KDB, and Aubameyang, three okay. high-priced yeah. premium midfielders. And uh, and then I went to one anchor defender. I think it was TAA. Okay. And then 4.5 defenders after that that I planned to play in a rotation. Nothing wrong with any of that. No, it, it was fine. And obviously, Great. I did all right last season. For sure. I had a good season. But... I have a different strategy this year. I don't see the premium midfield as as important as I did last season. I have a I have an entire list of about 10 or 12 midfielders who are in somewhere between 6 and 9 pounds that, you, that you'd love to own. That I would love to own. Mm-hmm. And so doing so means that I've got more money in my defense to start the season than I did last okay. year. That coupled with the matchups over the first couple of weeks naturally led me 
to a squad that has more money in the back than it does in the front. That's interesting. Yeah. You remember how I started last year? I don't. I went full commitment. Oh, Liverpool. To triple Liverpool defense. defense. Yeah. With TAA, Robertson, and Virgil van Dijk, yep. which were the top three defenders scoring from the, from the prior year mm-hmm. when they finished second to City by one point in their, what, that's one of the craziest stats ever. Like Liverpool lost like one game all season and finished <laughs> second or something stupid. Oh, yeah, the best second place team in no, Premier League history. No, it's the craziest thing. But in that process, Liverpool defense was amazing. So I started yeah. the year with Liverpool defense. Sure. If anyone remembers last year, Liverpool defense did not start the season well. They opened up against Leeds and they lost like four to three, or they won like four to three in a crazy <laughs> game, right? right? So and then Virgil gets hurt and the injuries. That being pile said, up. yeah, yeah. There's some similarities to this team, me starting this year, but not okay. All but right, not complete. So I, I like I'll that throw, tease. I'll I like that this, tease. I'll throw that out there. By the way, Dave and I make a lot of bets as each season progresses. Correct. We already have two locked in for the upcoming season. Remind oh, me what those are. They are outstanding bets. They are the kind of bets <laughs> that bets are uh, are made of. They are the bets <laughs> that bets dream of. When bets make bets, they make bets based on your bets that you have so far going into this season. I mean, we definitely raised the stakes <laughs> on the betting. All right, remind me because yeah. there's one for sure that I, I'm going to go. You definitely along. haven't forgotten. Well, no, it's the James Ward Prowse bet. <laughs> it's the James Ward Prowse bet. So I hate James. I don't Ward know Prowse. how I win this though. <laughs> it's almost like I self-punished myself. But. <laughs> I mean, I hate James Ward Prowse. I hate him. I don't hate him as a person. I hate him as a fantasy own because the guy does the same thing every season. He has a great streak of four matches somewhere in the in the late first third of the season, gets everybody's hopes up and then proceeds to be inconsistent for the rest of the season. And you don't seem to think that that's the case. And so you decided. No, I admit that it's the case. But my point was is he's typically cheap, and he ends up in the top 10 every season at the end of the sure, season. Sure, sure. So I might have goaded you into uh, owning James Ward-Prowse. You took advantage of me yeah. when I uh, you were emotionally was in a Berman-induced coma. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you, you were looking at numbers and final, final totals. Okay. That's true. There's right. n- it's, not, it's, it's crazy – in good ways and bad ways, uh, so I, and I love the I love the audacity of it. All right, so uh, Dave, you, as long as JWP does not have a red triangle, you have to own did him. Did we specify red? Like we did. A, I said it on two different episodes of this podcast since last season ended. Brian, we are not going back, back on this. I trust Scott and his memory on it. I really do. Uh, Thank you, Brian. It's his way of saying, I don't trust you. Well, no. Uh, Dave, if James Ward-Prowse starts the season the way he did last season, you will be thrilled. I'll be great. But I don't think he's going to be starting the season yet. James Ward-Prowse was a top five midfielder through the first at least 10 games of last season. So that the you're in FPL points among midfielders obviously. But yeah. he's a and at that price, I mean he's a little Six, bit five. he's a little more this year than he was to start last season. It's not out of the it's not out of the question for him to perform well. It's just a question of he, whether or not you're right whether now, or though. not you're going to care about having him 
for the duration. Scott, what's the actual bet? Because I don't know that you actually put anything on the line. I think the bet was just me goading myself. You oh, agreed. well, if you believe in him so much, won't you play him? And then I probably said something <laughs> stupid like, well, I'll start him. I'll own him from game one to the end of the season. That's... Screw you, buddy. I like him a lot. <laughs> I mean... At this Is that point, sort of how it went? It doesn't really matter how it went so, down. You how, have to own it. And right now, there's no triangle next I to his name. I have to own him. All season. All season. Yep. And start him unless he has a red triangle. If he has I, a red I triangle am, or gets hurt, which he doesn't, he typically doesn't get hurt. I'm he not usually, requiring you to start him. I thought I had to start him. You just have to own him. Oh, wow. This is interesting. Okay. This changes things a little bit. I thought I literally had to start him every No, match. no, no, no. You just have to have him in your squad. Okay. All right. This helps a little because bit. I don't think that's going to be beneficial, but you seem to think it will be based on how he will but perform. But, Brian, if I want to get all of his points, i got to start him, yeah. right? Technically, I have <laughs> Look, a top 10 well, guy. And that's the thing. He is the epitome of, of that category of just, player. You just got to start him. That I like to avoid, quite frankly, that his total points at the end of the season might look good every year, but they don't come consistently. And I hate that. I hate a player that gives me ones and twos most weeks and tens and twelves a few weeks. Yeah, it's like the Riyad Mahrez guy. Which makes him look good at the end of the season when you look at total points. That is James Ward-Prowse 280. So, anyway, that's the first thing. We also did Pookie. Oh, sorry, Brian. The point is that that was a bet that you guys have. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What was the second second bet? Thank you, Brian, for bringing this around. Pookie bet part two. So, the epic Pookie bet part one was two years ago when I said Pookie won't get to 12 goals. And he got to 11 at like game week 20 or something and then never scored again. And I won the bet. Craziest. One of the literally the craziest (laughs) bet Scott's ever won. For sure. I had that. Nailed down. He had at least one goal ruled out. Ruled there was out only one I'm sure. nail <laughs> not hammered did, yeah. into the coffin. Okay. And so this season, I said he won't get to ten Premier League goals. You said he will. Yeah. And uh, and so we'll see what happens God on that help one. Me. I this season is guaranteed to bring us more bets, but. That's not going to happen tonight. What we're going to do from here on out is talk about our squads and what that means for your squad as you're trying to put together the best 15-man uh, roster that you can. Brian, is there anything else that you want to mention, just overarching principles that you were you were uh, using to put your squad together? Well, I think it's it seems like it works out the same way it has for the past few years where, I, where uh, uh, contra your earlier point, Scott, that I end up prioritizing the midfield because of Premium players scoring interesting. slightly more than forwards. I think this year they do. I do have. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not let's not gloss past that. Hold your thought. Yeah. Premium like midfield is a higher scoring position naturally based on how the point system is set up yeah. than forward. So th- what you just said makes sense and is a very important fact. But as we discuss the premium midfielders. I'm going to argue with you as to whether or not it's right to own some of these guys. Right. So, I mean, even looking at the, I mean, just looking at like total points from last season, like already, you know, Bruno Fernandez and Mo Salah are are. Don't get too into the weeds here. No, I just get, I just said that. no. They're just so they're just so so owned. They both scored almost so 250 owned. points. Son is right there with them. I don't only, you know, right as of right now, I only have one of those guys in my midfield, and I think. I have a similar thing happening to you, Scott, where I like the look of the defenders who are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. 
And something that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago is that I just see unbelievable value more than maybe that I can remember in recent years in the forward position. Oh, for sure. So the value of the of forwards that are less than eight pounds is yep. amazing. It is, and amazing. there are so many of them that it's really hard to choose. And there's some great ones at eight itself. Yeah. So I so as of right now, yeah, I have almost all of my money in midfield and defense. Interesting. I have a kind of cheap forward line, okay. and I have the cheapest possible. <laughs> Goalkeeping <laughs> tandem. All right, this will be get. good. This will be good because there will definitely be some difference in our squads. So let's jump right in. Also, we're going to make sure that we give you the league code to join the FPL America Podcast League at the end of this episode. So make sure that you stay tuned all the way to the end of this episode. You are going to get the league code to be able to join the FPL America Podcast League. Be a part of this League Cup at the end of the season, but more importantly, to join the league as we uh, get ready to start this season. I love it. All right. Well, yeah. Then let's let's get on with what with what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Let's start it forward, Dave. I'm going to have you begin. For sure. Tell us who your forwards are, and then no doubt Brian and I will have things to add as you're going through this. I think you guys are going to. When I mention them, you're going to be like, uh, "How could I critique that?" <laughs> okay. I, honestly, I feel like most of my selections are going right. to be like, "Sure. How can you critique that?" All right. Go ahead. Uh, I I my most. Uh, the first guy I chose was Mikhail Antonio. Okay. I love uh, what David Moyes did with West Ham last year, and I love a healthy Mikhail Antonio. So I, I, he's, I know he's healthy to start the year. He didn't play in any type of uh, summer football anywhere in any competition. So I love that. Uh, Kalechi Inacho was my second ad. Okay, so so those, far. Those two have been anchored in my – in and both of them forwards. are 7.5. They're not premium, as Correct. we describe it. Those are, those are, that's, that's darn near discount when it comes to forwards. So it, that's it good. Feel, it feels like it, especially the way they, they worked last year. Now, look, I love, uh, to start last year, I had Dominic Calvert Lewin, uh, and uh, another guy I'll mention here in a minute, and loved it. And they stayed yeah. in my team for a long time. It was yeah. a long time, and I got all of Dominic Calvert Lewin's, uh, come ups. Along with, I also was on Watkins early. Now, I currently do not own Watkins. If anything, that's one of my larger regrets. I, and, I, and, and I might regret it. If anyone had Watkins in front of one of the other two guys, okay. uh, totally would not knock that. Watkins at, is also seven and a half, just like all. Ian Antonio. I mean, he was the fourth highest scoring forward last year okay. in his first year in the league. So True. Watkins very easily... Anyone could say, Dave, why not Watkins instead of Ianacho? Sure. Uh, uh, by the way, Watkins, his first three matches at Watford versus Newcastle versus Brentford. Yeah. And so that matchup is probably better than Leicester's, which is not bad. Home Wolves yep. at West Ham at Norwich. That's not a bad. It's not terrible. That's not yeah. a bad matchup. But it's not as good as Villa's. And then, and then the other guy who I'm about to mention and this might be where I go, and honestly, I might make this change right now. The other, my other third forward is Patrick Bamford. Okay. So I Eight had pounds. him at the beginning of last year. I just recently kind of brought him in because I had another guy I was thinking of. We can get to that in a minute. I'm thinking, man, I'd just love to have a part of that offense. And Who, Who's the guy? Go ahead. Gabriel Jesus. So City. I, I currently have a team with zero City players, which seems so stupid. But I have zero City players. So it's interesting, isn't it? I also have zero city players. But <laughs> it's interesting. But things are 
things are changing, right? Like Grealish is on the. They're like oh, City's moving for Grealish. City's bid for Kane's Grealish. going in tomorrow morning to talk yeah. to Spurs staff. It's right. well rumored that he's going to say, "I want to transfer." And he wants to transfer to City, right? So City's about to. I think seems like the City. If if anyone's paid attention, it's, it's, City, City no. has not made any moves this summer. Period. Yeah, yeah but but when you bid a hundred million for Grealish, and you're going to probably have to spend one hundred and sixty or something for Kane, who's inspecting their books? Who's paying attention to the books? Well, they they already tried that, Scott, and we know how that went. COVID happened last year. No one's got money. You're going to spend $260 million without selling players? Scott, here's the thing. It'll take three years for them to figure it out. And, when, and, and when the statute of limitations will expire. We know. That's what and, happened last time. And they've already beat it one time. So they yeah, feel they, pretty, they know how to beat the system. They feel pretty good about beating the system. So yeah. let's just go there. So can we just say that every city title in from – Three Don't years be ago, a Liverpool City has hater. an asterisk next to it. You're just being a Liverpool City. No, uh, absolutely not. Dave, just because you own the best players doesn't mean you have the best team on the pitch. I, I refuse oh, to actually, believe that. No, no. Let me let me tell you, Pep Guardiola, his greatness lies in the fact that the hardest thing to do as a manager is to manage an all star team. Right? That's true. All-star teams are the hardest thing to manage. And he does it. He and does, he does do it. it. He does do it. That is that is where his greatness lies. Like uh, he he convinces hold on Brian forgive me yeah, I'll let you jump no, in go ahead. He, he convinces Riyad Mahrez to c- move over who's a nailed down starter at Leicester he convinces Mahrez yeah, three, three years City. ago and then he he convinces him to be a half starter for yeah. himself Brian go ahead Grealish will be too by the way yeah that's May, maybe probably yeah I would imagine so uh, Dave just to correct you uh, Manchester City has done one piece of transfer okay, fair business enough. I knew that this was uh, they happen. brought in Scott Carson a goalkeeper Scott <laughs> yes. Carson on a free transfer wait yes. wasn't he already uh, in uh, no I don't I mean wasn't this, he the guy that started last season instead of Stefan at the end just of the that year? This is a, I think this is a now it's a Scott oh, Carson Scott don't cool. don't hate on Scott Carson. All right. Look, I just want to I just want to just want to set the record straight. I just want to make sure we're 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 not we're not for sure. We want to be forgetting about Scott factual. Carson. We want to make sure that <laughs> let's not spend too much time on Scott Carson. Moving I just on. want the older <laughs> players in the league so to look, get the credit. Here's the deal. Cur- right. Currently, I do have Bamford, but his. Opening schedule is at United, which I, I've always loved United's defense. And United spent a lot of money this year. United's probably going to be pretty good. Do you have a United defender? I technically do at the moment, but that so that's a overnight. Conf- overnight, that kit might be changing. I was going to say, that's a conflict of interest then for week one. Everton, then they're home to Everton, then at Burnley. Whereas Watkins, as you already mentioned, his first three weeks are awesome. So that actually might be a – it's not that I'm hating on Bamford. I'd love to bring Bamford in. It didn't matter if Bamford was playing Liverpool last year, Scott. What do you do week one? He scored. So I don't remember that. Yes, I do. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was the best match of the week. Liverpool yeah. wins, but it was like 4-3. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So All right, so to summarize, you have Ian Acho, Antonio – and Bamford, Bamford currently, with but I honorable mention to Watkins for sure. and Jesus. No, just Watkins because okay. all right. Uh, Jesus and the Kane things changing things. I'm not going to Kane regardless. By the way, I forgot to mention this. One of my important principles with game weeks one and two is I want to go with as much of a sure thing as possible. For sure, I agree. Grealish, Kane. All this stuff around, you know, new transfer business that's still. I will evolving. stay away from both of them. 
Yeah, I, that's exactly my point. Like, I, I don't want to go anywhere near something that could change right before the season starts. No, that's not good for game week one. I agree. Brian, who are your forwards? Uh, as it sits here, as we're sitting here, sitting here, uh, I have Ollie Watkins. <laughs> okay. I do have Ollie Watkins in my right. team. Um, and then I had it as uh, Tony, uh, okay. your guy, Dave. Yeah, sure. With um, and then I had I, I, that left me the way the rest of my team was set up. I had six pounds left, and so the third spot, a player, a, a spot that I was probably not going to be using. Third forward, third forward. Using. Yes, the third way the forward team set, buried the on your bench. Team was set up, and it was Danny Welbeck. Oh, uh, because What's his price? so he's six even. Okay, and. I know we're putting a lot of uh, we're putting a lot of of stock into um, Brighton, especially their early season schedule. Yes, uh, we know that they were good. Well, defensively. hold on, let's let's list it. It's Just, at Burnley, mm-hmm. Watford, Everton. Yep, and two of those three at home. Yep, uh, Watford and Everton at home. So, um, and. Just this is uh, it was so Danny Welbeck. Just thinking of him as like, you know, he's not, he's not Keenan Davis, basically. <laughs> and so some of the other, you know, some of the other lower, like less than six pound forwards. I think it's it's the we uh, Dave. I think you know we might or we might have mentioned this a podcast ago or two, but just that it's Troy Deeney. It's the Five and a half pounds. Yeah, it's Pookie. It's it's. I mean, Ash, six. Ashley Barnes is five and a half. Like there really isn't like it's like you hit that line at six, and it goes from like like six and a half and above. There's like a hundred options. Yep. Once you hit six, it's like well, there really is nobody left. Pookie is six. Right. Dave so, would be interested in that. Right. That's so. That's that's where I just like to me. I I like the look of Danny Welbeck. A lot last season, I think you know, to the health uh, point that we br- you know brought up with Callum Wilson, with Mikhail Antonio, just to say at the start of the season, if there's ever going to be a time for Danny Welbeck to be fit and Healthy. firing, yeah, yeah, it yeah. will be week one. Same, the Antonio principle applies to Danny Welbeck. So, uh, but that's but that is where like if I did go to a completely unusable Keenan Davis who's currently uh 7.7% selected uh right now at four and a half that would free up I could I could get any striker at eight that would give me eight pounds so that would allow me to get Callum Wilson it would get, let me get Mikhail Antonio which my but initial squad Dominic Calvert-Lewin yeah Dominic Calvert-Lewin Ian Acho is in there I mean just that list of it gets and it gets or it could get me to Bamford so that's why I'm saying like it's probably the better move. Ollie Watkins is the one that no matter how I've made or remade my team, I can't not, not put get him in there. Every him, single yeah. time I put him back in. There's some players that you just feel like you have to have in there. Yeah, and he's one of those Especially guys Especially for the first the three season. weeks. And yeah. after I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Scott, I, I literally on here on the pod, I brought him in. Ollie Watkins is, was <laughs> in my squad. Instead of Bamford. Instead of Bamford, he was okay. 0.5 cheaper. I already had yeah. 0.5 in the bank that freed up an extra dollar that I just spend on my defense. Just want to bring that up. Uh, and right. I know Breaking we've, we've done, you know, we will do it this season, I'm sure, maybe by my by game week two. We'll have the dumb mass move of the week. Oh, for and sure. I do not, like, this is one of the times where the masses seem uh, to be, uh, everyone sees kind of the same thing. With There's, Ollie Watkins. Yeah, for There's, sure. There seems to be no downside with schedule, with player, with 
squad. It just and and Villa has smartly invested in their squad well, again, even, Scott, in the off season. And I'm big on Villa because last season Grealish had an injury late, and they managed to find ways they to get to points. Fine, yes, they, they did all right, and I think they're going to use that even if they sell Grealish to be fine next season. And so I'm high on Villa. Ollie Watkins, uh, like just just as a just looking at kind of his overarching season. I mean, he was a top, easily a top ten striker by overall points, even through the first half of the season, and he got better from game week twenty one. From game week twenty one to the end of the season, he was a top. He was a top five striker, and that's rare for a first time. For twenty player from game weeks twenty one to thirty eight. Yeah. He yep. he scored eighty five points in the last you know in the second half of the season, uh, you know you're talking about Patrick he, he outscored Patrick Bamford he outscored yep. Harry Kane over that span like that through the second half of the season I know Kane was injured but I'm just saying like Kankles. this is this is a guy who's just uh, yeah just nailed it man um so but your forward choices though are based on the fact that you're planning to only play two. Yes, premium midfield is that so that so Dave has three playable forwards. You really only have two, but that's because you put a lot of money in the midfield, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have much more money in the midfield, okay. Perfect. And, and way more in defense than I normally spend. So already, uh, two different ways of building your squad, Dave. My squad resembles yours a little bit more than Brian's. Okay. Um, I Smart have. Man. I have Ollie Watkins, Kalechi Inacho, and DCL. As my three forwards to okay. start the season. Now, so DCL. I, now, of course, you didn't know this, but and I didn't know who that Watkins was in your squad. Yeah. Now we share two of the three. Right. Antonio, DCL's the I difference. have Antonio. You have DCL. But initially, I had DCL on my team. Well, I, and DCL has a new manager, which again, I try to go with the safest move as much as possible. But DCL is going to be up front. And he's going to be the focal point yep. of the Everton attack. Because for sure, Charleston has played every match he can play for Brazil this summer. For sure. He played in the Copa America and he's now playing in the, you know, he's playing in the uh, Olympics even still. And so DCL is going to be the focal point of Everton's attack. Yeah, for sure. And that is going to be attacking a Southampton defense at home, a Leeds defense away and a Brighton defense away. I'm not too scared of those first three matches. You better be scared of that Brighton defense. Maybe gonna, Brighton, yeah, but I that's was gonna, it. No, I mean, Leeds was... That's game week three. Leeds, Leeds was super tight, though. That's the, I mean, Leeds that's, defense got better at the end of the season, Yeah, and that's what, that's what scared me off of Calvert-Lewin, is that the Southampton match at home, yeah, I love that, I think. Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> yeah, Southampton. But sure. no, Southampton is easily the weakest there. But no, Leeds, I, that, that was enough that I feel like there's... There's other players I felt better having. I'm not scared. DCL scores game week one. He's going to go up a tenth, right? Maybe. And then I'm going to be thrilled to own him, even if he doesn't give me anything in game week two and three. Which, again, I'm looking at the first two game weeks, and that's it. That's it. So that is, that's my front line. By the way, uh, let me tell you what the masses are doing, speaking of the dumb mass move What's of the, the week. What's the top three percentages owned by the masses? Number one owned forward right now is Ollie Watkins, 35%. Okay. Almost 36. Oh, we're going to do dumb mass move. No, but, uh, I mean, we could. Uh, the second most owned forward right now is Ivan Tony, 31.5%. I don't fault anyone for that. I get it. It's a money That's move. That's a money move. It's Six a money and a half move. pounds, for sure. And he scored a ton of goals in the championship last year. Third most owned forward, Harry Kane. Almost 29%. Well, uh, so it's fair to argue that people are doubling up on the Harry Kane-Tony move. I guarantee it. The, They're splitting the difference. This there, is, we talked about this a few. We did talk about this for sure a few weeks ago, and that is 
similar to last season, and I we compared it to the Bruno Fernandez thing at the you know, Manchester United not having a a match in game week one to start the season. The question of whether or not you start the season with him or find a way to transfer him in as soon as you possibly can. Right. And so I think that's probably it with Kane. It seems like he's not going to be ready at the start of the season. It seems like that. But also we don't know who he's going to play for. Right. So there's also that. Well, I think we do. You think it's City? I, if, I at first, Look, two weeks ago I thought no, but – the rumors are he's coming in tomorrow to talk to the brass about getting. And you think he has enough clout to say, transfer me? Yeah, because they know that Spurs know that they can get like 160 for him. Like he'll never be more expensive than right now. But they're not going to be able to spend that by the end of the. Tr- I mean, I guess the I transfer know, window Scott, doesn't close like till more, September. That's my point. Yeah. Remember, they moved it again. They yeah. had it where it was in the smart place before now, the season started. And now they've moved it back to the dumb place two weeks into the season. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah Which I've, makes FPL harder, by the way. For sure. No, Thanks, I, FPL. And as of, you know, it's, yeah, Dave, to your point, it seems like it's, you know, not it's not a done deal, but it seems like that is the move that Harry Especially, himself wants. And I think everyone is going to hedge on that, that if he moves... I can't wait till City don't win any trophies this if year. If he moves to... I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, well, another, another key reason is City hasn't made any moves anywhere else, except for Scott Carson as Brian alluded But they also to. don't need to. I mean, uh, they truly have an all-star team. Yeah, but, but Pep's always kind of tinkering every year. They don't have forwards. To his credit. They don't have forwards. And they don't have any forwards. You yeah. think there's a reason for that? All of a sudden, they go get Grealish, who's a forward slash winger slash he can yeah. play about three positions... And Kane, that there's all of a I mean, that would make them the epitome of an all-star team for the upcoming season. There's no doubt. Yes, it will. But also, please check their financial books. Please check those. Anyway, doesn't matter. I, I'm not going anywhere near Kane for that reason. Again, I'm safe when it comes to the start of the season. Call me crazy. Call me conservative. Whatever you want. All right. I'm not going near Harry Kane. So Watkins, Kane, Tony is the that's the, the that's template. the that's correct. Okay. Yep. I like and, that we got to that. At the end, after we made our picks, yep, and we said, absolutely. So you ready great. to move to the midfield? Brian, you yeah, have man. a premium midfield. Tell us what it is. Uh, I do. I have Salah, uh, which I feel like okay. that's another guy that no matter how I remade things, he was in there. Can I get? Can I just go ahead and throw in a piece of information that won't surprise you at all? Is Mo Salah is owned? the highest owned okay. player no, that, yeah, in all of that. 48.6%. Yeah. What the hell is everyone else doing? <laughs> How's that guy not on your team? I, I don't. I don't well, what's the number? That, there's only half. Only half the players currently own him. But what's the number where once he gets to that number, you just have to own him because if you don't and he scores points, it's probably you don't forty get them. plus. I would think it's pretty that. close, right? And they play. It, I mean, they play Norwich. The schedule is amazing. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know how you see that as anything. Yeah, other and than everyone's going to captain him. Whoever owns right. him, captain. He's him my for, captain right now for game week one. He's my captain for sure. Which is why my other premium midfielder right now uh, is Sadio Mane. Interesting. So I have uh, I have three Liverpool to start, and two of them are in the midfield, and it is Salah and Mane. And part, you both. I do, and the thinking on Mane is one: um, he seems to be talking about his headspace and the team uh, construction right now, and the team, the vibe around the team as being like the best that it's ever been. So he has spoken openly about like, I feel like I got myself into a, a better place. 
because he was openly just, talking about start, how he was to, not in a good place yeah, last year. And and I would just say like his through the last eight game weeks of last season, Sadio Mane was the third highest scoring midfielder in FPL. Yeah. So he may have had a disaster season last season, and he was still what he finished top five. I mean, he was still in the something like that. Yeah. He was still one of the top scoring midfielders overall last possible, season. Didn't yeah. see we talked about that too. Yeah. But by the end of the season, the only the only midfielders in the last eight weeks that outscored him were a Christian Bale, Gareth Bale, <laughs> and Which said that and seem real. Dave, your guy Pepe. Who had an unbelievable end he, of season? He finished better than anyone, I think. He almost. was—I just said only, only, <laughs> only close. Gareth Bale <laughs> was ahead of him for sure. Hey, Brian, what's interesting is Sadio Mane. I don't think I've ever seen this. Sadio Mane is twelve pounds to start the season, yeah. which is why we're referring to him as premium. He's the thirty-fourth most owned midfielder right now. He's a differential. Yeah. I totally understand. I understand you. Brian, I'm not going near Mane at the moment, but I don't. I can't knock you because. I, I like you're right. We would always say if Mane's head sp- head was in the right space, then then sure he's a, isn't. Why not but own I, him? I think Mane is going to have a great season. I really do. I don't have him in my squad, but you're you are going to make me want to have him in my squad. I listen. The, it's it's the obvious. The obvious other person is the second most owned midfielder, Bruno Fernandez, and it's yeah. just the question of do you you know. You have him or not? Scott, and so three point four percent on Mane. Mane, I know it's crazy. Bruno, meanwhile, is at forty plus. Yeah. Is there a so you don't have Bruno? I do not Let's have. Let's hear the rest of your team. So the rest of my midfield, as it sits right now, uh, Kai Havertz is another player. Which you I love said Kai Havertz. Does love I do Kai love Kai Havertz. Havertz. I. It's another Why guy. Why should anyone else love Kai Havertz? Just that Kai Havertz is playing. Just say because he kicks. <laughs> He does, but he's playing. When when Tuchel took over, he put Kai Havertz in his best position. That's true. So he's playing in his best position for one of the best teams in the Premier League entering this season. Uh, the world. Chelsea is one of the best teams in the world. True. I, I can't tell if you're year. mocking or no, not. They won the I, okay, League. no, that's I, you're right, you're right, and I agree with you. And uh, speaking of, <laughs> we dif- should all be high on Chelsea right now. Speaking of differential, I mean, Mason Mount's the obvious choice here for most people. He's a twenty percent. Is he in your squad? He is not. Uh, Kai Havertz instead of Mason Mount. For me, yes. Havertz is a pound Havertz more than Mason Mount. Havertz is still over ten percent selected. I mean, that's a that's a, he's at eleven percent. But he's eight point five. Yes, and so, but I just think. That, you know, you can see this kind of out there. It's like you saw what he meant to their attack uh, once he was in the right space. He was in and out of the lineup when they were in and out of big competitions at the end of the season, last season. He does not have Germany baggage for the summer. Uh, Chelsea played against your guys already uh, within the last few days, Dave. Today. Guess who and who scored in that game for Havertz Chelsea? did, but it was a gift. Sure. <laughs> Both Chelsea goals were complete Dave. gifts because that's what Arsenal does. They give goals Dave, away. Dave, Dave, this is the first time in this season that I'm going to say this. It will not be the last. Points are points. Yeah, that's fair. No, it, and it has nothing to do with preseason goals. Lots of people score Havertz was in goals. position. He scored a fine goal. Ha- Havertz was in the right position and scored many fine goals once he got there last season. Right. So he's just like, I'm – I. It's just more of a. I loved what I saw from him. I his talent is obvious. He is not the kind of talent that Timo Werner is. 
<laughs> also, obviously, we didn't for even Chelsea. We discuss Timo Werner. I know. Who? Don't so, do that. He's in there. Uh, Mason Greenwood is my fourth midfielder as it sits right now. Sure. I could move money around in a way to find that extra two pounds to turn that into uh, Jaden Sancho, so, which I do not. Which I, I don't think it's worth it. Which I don't hate, but Mason Greenwood. <sighs> Sancho is, is not going to be this godsend that everyone thinks he's going to be. Okay. I, oh, I feel like I he's getting so, so much I, love. I, I love that uh, you said that. But love um, it because you hate you were Scott, you're going I'll to argue right with now. this, or you love it because you agree with I, it. So I in the first iteration of my squad had Jaden Sancho in it and I looked at it and he was you? the player I hated in my squad the most I, and so I took him out he's not in my squad ask yourself this ask yourself this Jaden Sancho couldn't beat out Bukayo Saka who's a couple years his younger in the England don't, squad don't, in you, don't you blame I feel like you blame what, what's the manager Gareth Southgate I almost said Ga- Gary Neville no. Southgate Southgate. Don't no. you blame Southgate if you can't for that? if you can't put it put put it Southgate up in training? Southgate is a very good international. All manager. Southgate wanted to do was win. He literally put the best team out there he thought he could win with, and he played a little bit more defensive, and people slammed him. He over. took that squad. If Sancho was good enough, he was like the fourth best winger on that team. So yeah. that's only Sancho's fault because he's a freaking lazy. And he's honestly, a talented though, lazy. but can I tell you, Sancho's presence in United now? Has taken me out of the United game in the midfield no, altogether. I love the Greenwood move. I had him in my earlier. I want to teams. love Greenwood. I currently don't have Greenwood. But Sancho's pre- but Sa- I'm Sancho's regretting gonna, it. Sancho's going to steal minutes, though. No, he's nope. not because Rashford's hurt. No, he, yeah, that's this is exactly it. That's the that's the biggest part of the Sancho move is that he has no competition. Yeah, and he gets to come in as it, look. His teammates were asking during the during the Euros why he like his. It, he had people at German players asking, "How is he not out there? How is he not in this?" Holland asking that question, not like not just nobody's asking. It was real, like other talented players saying, "Like, well, Holland was a teammate, of his. sure." And but I think it's players who saw him every day that were like, uh, "This guy is like a once in a lifetime talent." But that goes back to Dave's point. Sure. If Southgate's not seeing it, he's not going to play him. Why it, didn't Southgate see it? Southgate's got Southgate's argu- not an idiot. England arguably had the the, the best winger selection that of anyone else in the Euros. Southgate sure. is a very good international manager. I, I I have proven this so many times on Slack. I can't even count how many times I've had to say this. He has been manager for two major competitions for England, and England have done exceptional in both World Cup semis, Euro final. You're going to tell me that anyone in England is going to say that Southgate's not a good manager at the international level? He's amazing. He knows what he's doing. He took that final, by the way, as far as he possibly could, even though he knew England was not as good as Italy in that match. He took it all the way to penalties defensively because he had to. But if he saw something in Sancho, he would have played him. Sure. I. But it's- The same argument, by the way, was made about Jack Grealish, too. And, it, and like, why didn't Grealish play more? I'm telling. I have never liked Jack Grealish as a person or a player. I've never liked Jack Grealish. Egg on your face, Scott. I heart him. I know you heart him. <laughs> but right. That guy is a cancer. No, he's not. That is not fair. You said the same thing about Aubameyang, and you were wrong. Uh, yeah. Well, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, the podcast starts at ten. Aubameyang <laughs> showed up at ten o five. He's not a cancer. Uh, he's not a cancer. I don't like the way he. I, I held against him the way he left Dortmund. 
He has not shown that it seems as much at Arsenal. I agree. He seemed to be a more mature person. But then all of a sudden, he does not play at the end of the season last season because he can't show up to a meeting on time. So these people are who we think they are. And these managers are responding the way they should as What has Grealish done? And let's move off this quickly. What has Grealish done to make you hate him? Other than just be himself. I don't think he makes anyone around him. There's no rumors of him not showing up. There's no rumors of him being a cancer in the locker room. All he does is give everything he has on the pitch every match. He's the most foul person on the pitch. So what is it about him that you don't like? Other than his amazingly good looks and awesome (laughs) kick hair. Scott, what else what else do you want? And the hair should be enough for me. Typically the hair is I know. What else do you want? By the way, Olivier Giroud, who got sold in Milan, he scored within five minutes of his introduction into his match. Of course he Shocker did. to no one. That's his hair. Go ahead. What, what do you hate about, about Grealish? I don't think Grealish makes anyone around him better. And I think that matters in soccer. Soccer is a weak link sport. Malcolm Gladwell. I just quoted Malcolm Gladwell, by the way. That is not my phrase. Soccer is a weak link sport. Grealish works really hard. He draws a lot of fouls. That's true. If you don't do anything with those fouls, it doesn't matter. And I don't think Grealish makes anyone around him better. And I think Southgate... You picked a point that's hard for me to argue, but let's move off this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You made your point. Uh, I would say that's a a massive move uh, that is dumb uh, for the masses, uh, that Jack Grealish is almost 35% selected to start the season. Well, yeah, because he's for Villa right now. Yeah. At eight pounds in the midfield, he'd be an amazing choice for City, but what is he going to be for City? Is he going to be another Ray Morris? Exactly. I don't... don't I, that's I, that the, just the There's question, so many just, question right, marks. just the question marks around don't make the either right. way to round me out, round out your so, let's bring this back you can tell me three point is that, uh, that again to recap Mason, you got Salah Mane, Salah, Mane and Greenwood, Havertz, Havertz, Greenwood four and Greenwood. Mason Greenwood yeah. and then it's somebody who's five pounds which currently it's uh, Alex Tella from or Nathan Tella Alex Tella do I know an Alex Tella <laughs> Alex Tellos I think Tellis Alex Tellos from Manchester United yep. Nathan, Tella. Nathan Tella he finished the season Nathan decently. Tella yes from uh, from South you can't find point five to get to Smith Rowe because your midfield would so would be bomb oh no I'm saying if you could get five point five a Smith Rowe no that's why I'm saying if I if I keep uh, say I keep Tony as a forward and I go to Keenan Davis as my third striker and just so that frees up a pound and a half then I could go to a six point five midfielder and that is I mean Saka is six point five I would exactly there's Rafinha Rafinha any of right any of the Leeds midfielders right like so check even Jack Harrison is where no there's you know what you can copy Dave go to JWP Yep, we could count on a <laughs> hope for a big, uh, a big explosion at <laughs> the start of the season. Honestly, we talked about is Maela Sar from Watford in, sure. the, uh, Not a bad in the preseason eh. preview podcast. Eh. Either way, Scott, tell me your midfield. Uh, very different from last season. Uh, I have one premium midfielder. It is Mo Salah. Okay, so I've got Mo Salah, captain week one, locked in, as ready to go. After that, I've got I've got four guys who are. I'm excited about all of them, but they are part of a group, like I said, of like 10 to 12 midfielders that could be interchangeable parts. But I went with these four guys because of schedule mostly, and I think there's only 
I don't know. This is this is this this is the position that is going to be the most subject to change between this podcast okay. and the start of the season. But I'll tell you who I've got in there right now. All right, Mason Mount, seven and a half. Okay. I like Mason Mount at that price point for sure. I think he's. Outstanding. I feel like Tuchel loves Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. By the way, and Chelsea's yeah. a good squad. And by the Chelsea's way, Chelsea's a great squad. Chelsea's at that point where it doesn't matter the matchup. It really, no, really it does. doesn't. I agree with you. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't the matter the matchup. And 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 here's the weird thing too. That I can think of at the moment, Chelsea hasn't brought in any guys that's going to make an impact. Like Mason Mount's going to keep playing. I'm literally thinking of I can't think of anyone who Chelsea's brought in yet to this moment that's that's going to make a huge change in the club. Sure, slight diversion here. The I, I talked earlier this summer about how I thought Timo Werner would have a better second season than he did first season in the Premier League. The reason why Timo Werner's not my squad though is because. There's all kinds of rumors around Chelsea wanting to go after Holland. Yeah, sure. And you cannot tell me that a player. Well, if Dortmund, so if Dortmund makes a makes a move and sells Holland, but can get Werner back in return, and then Chelsea can give them less money, so it's not it's a the great huge move. Price tag. It's a good move for them. And, and Werner might actually welcome the move back back to, to Germany for sure. for sure. But in the meantime, Werner is at Chelsea thinking. My club's not okay with me. And he is a head case. We we learned that last season. He's a head case in England at no, least. It seemed like maybe there was something going on last season for sure. And so if if, my, if Chelsea's going after a better forward than what they've got right now, I am not going anywhere near T- Timo Werner anymore, even though I originally thought he was going to have a better second season. All right. So Salah, Mason Mount, Harvey Barnes. Now, that's that's one that's very much subject to change. I believe in Harry Barnes' ability. I love I love Harry Barnes. It Harvey pains Barnes. me. I, I don't love Harry Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Barnes. I love Harvey Harry you Barnes. You both are so disrespectful. Harvey Harvey Harry we Barnes. started drinking how, well before how you, How dare you? Yeah. Look, you showed up late. <laughs> Scott and I started like an hour before drinking. Alex Tellus is so... <laughs> Offended, <laughs> along with Nathan Tella. Harv Scott is seven zero. Okay. Yeah, and he's he has featured for Leicester in the preseason. He's looked okay, but I like safety, and so I don't know. Harvey Barnes might start Week One for Leicester, but will he be up to form? I, I don't also kind of like that. Sometimes he kind of plays out of position. He plays more forward than he attacks. He, he for sure attacks. For sure. Yep. So he's and Leicester's schedule we've already discussed is very good. That's why Enacho's in my front line. I like Harvey Barnes right now there in the middle, but that's very much subject to change. Uh, my next two midfielders, Saka for Arsenal. Yep. Okay. Uh, their week one matchup is great. He hasn't featured yet, though. They played their second to last preseason match. He's still on holiday. Just wanted to bring that up. Sure. I don't know if he's going to be ready to start the season. And after game week one, the schedule's not great for Arsenal. So Saka is very much iffy there in my I just want to throw that out there. Yep. If he's and not going to play game week one, I don't want to play him in game weeks two and three. I don't know if he'll be ready for game match week one. So that's tricky. So, yep. Especially because like Pepe's there and there's kind of Arsenal uh, in a few positions have high competition. That winger position they they tend to right at the moment have yeah. higher competition there and the way Pepe closed out the end of the last season it's hard to not give him a spot. And, and I I do want to see what recipe uh Arteta puts together there. I feel like he'll find it this season, unlike last season. They have they've had a couple new signings. He's still trying to feel some things out for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Saka is also very much subject to change. My fifth and final midfielder is Jared Bowen. Oh wow. Okay, love that. There's nothing. Bowen had a great match this past weekend. Yeah. 
he, there's he's nothing to not love about. I can't. And the West Ham schedule. I don't. I mean, we talked about it with Antonio a little bit at Newcastle, Leicester, Crystal Palace. I love two out of those three matches for sure. So uh, you know, there's a there's a. I mean, he was the last one to come in, and and price obviously starts to matter as you get to the end of your midfield line. Very much subject to change on at least two of those guys, but uh, I like Solon Mount as one and two in my midfield. All right. I, uh, going into my midfield, I, again, we'll start at the top. We'll go with Salah. Say, okay, so we yep. all three have Mohamed Salah. We are part of the 48.6% that yes, own Mohamed Salah. My second highest own is Hyun Ming Sun. I Ryan. totally understand that. Your boy. I don't. Especially. Yeah. I don't get it at all. Especially. Well, it won't change. If Harry Kane leaves, it will not change. But he is a new manager. In theory, a new system. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns around Spurs right now. Uh, yeah, but you know what's not unknown? It is Nuno Espirito Santo having success. Yeah, but you know that Nuno at Wolves had success. This is a totally different ballgame at Spurs. He now has better talent. I don't know that that – I'm not – I'm not – I don't Scott, think it's a guarantee stop. that that translates. He's got better talent at Spurs, period. Look, I'm an Arsenal fan. I can tell you he's got better talent at Spurs than he had at of Wolves. Of course he does. I just don't know that Nuno can manage at Spurs. Yeah, I think he'll be just fine. I I, I get it. He's done. Ooh, sounds like a bet to me. Nuno will be fine as a manager. Scott so, says no. Okay. Dave, so, you really want to bet pro Spurs right now? I want to bet Nuno will be fine. Yeah, Brian. How do we, how, how do we put a metric yeah, what on that? Data, what data? What data? You'll know it when you see it. That's probably true. I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, again, when it comes to a, safety, Sun is is not safe. You're right. A, you're right. He only finishes in the top four every single <laughs> season, Scott. Whoa. You're right. It's not. It's not a a, a safe thing. You're right. Sun Hyunming Sun is so not safe. He has had one constant in each of those seasons, and that's Harry Kane at forward. Fine. You want to make a bet? He finishes in the top six, barring injury. Well, that's a really good bet. I don't think he does. Barring significant injury. Barring significant injury, Hyunming Sun finishes in the top six in midfield scoring. And that means significant injury, meaning he misses six games. I mean, it's last season, Sun, Sun dropped off the pace a little bit when Kane was not in the lineup. Right? I mean, we documented that. A lot of Sun's points came because of the relationship well, with Harry Kane. Harry Kane set records last season with he and Sun combined for the most goals collectively together. Who's going to play up front in place of Harry Kane if he goes to City? They don't have anyone at the moment. See, Vinicius. I, I Could be Vinicius. Yeah, he's not. No way that. There's no way that's even comparable. Could, could be Raul, uh, Raul Jimenez once. Following uh, Nuno yeah. to Spurs. I mean, that could be amazing. And and and, uh, But at the same time, I'm not going anywhere near Raul Jimenez. Guy's got a crack in his head. Literally. There's a break in his brain. Dude, At this point, I know wakes, he's cleared medically to play. He, he wakes every he wakes up every morning, flexes in the mirror, and says, "Who's the man?" <laughs> oh my goodness! Listen, I give full credit <laughs> to Arlo Jimenez for his ability to return. He's he's a stud, but at the same time, I'm not going anywhere near him, regardless of who he's playing for in fantasy. Well, and we all might be reconsidering this. And mark my words, by week four, you think Raul will be that good? Maybe, regardless of who he plays for. Mm-hmm. Um. He moves to Spurs. Now we're now we got something cooking. You know, it's interesting. You said Sun would be top six in scoring. He's currently the seventh owned midfielder to start the season as we're sitting here. 
He's behind Stuart Dallas. If you're Scott, if you're scared, just say you're scared. I'm not scared. I don't think Sun scores in the top six in midfield. I, I think you know. I think Sun will be six or higher in the midfield. All right, Brian. No way. Scott, write it down. I think that if Sun knows that he is not going to have Harry Kane there, and he's playing as their like a, just a center forward, false he's playing nine. A, a, if he's playing in the number nine, false nine or whatever, I think. I think it's that's a mentality thing. He already has a goal scorer's mentality. He he just is, I mean it just He's a finisher. It would be the knowing that I think would be the I think the it's more likely that I think it's more likely Sun finishes outside the top 6 and I, I put the bet down by the way. It's locked in. For sure. Good. Good. And I say I, 6 or higher. I think it's more likely 7th or lower you win the bet. I think it's more likely Spurs finish in the bottom half of the table. Nuno, than it is top half. Nuno, you so you're saying Nuno's going to be worse with Spurs than he was with Wolves. I'm going to say a caneless Spurs. By the way, a Spurs is still trying to recover from a year of no transfer business a couple of years ago. They still haven't recovered from that. We, uh, we're clear on that, right? Like they have, they have bodies, but they don't have talent. An interesting point. And we talked about how they are nowhere near one deep, let alone two deep, which is what you need to be in the top six in the Premier League right now. They're nowhere near there, and it's only going to get worse when they do decide to transfer Harry Kane. Yeah, I think Spurs 11th is much more likely than Spurs 6. You know who could change uh, a lot for his fortunes going so, forward? I, w- I can't wait for this. Yes. Uh, a useful Delhi. Yeah, for sure. Oh, who, for gosh. Sure. Really? You're going to count on Delhi Ali? I'm not counting. Dude, he's like, he's like not, 26, not, 27. Who I'm not, cares? I'm not, You're going to count on Delhi Ali to rescue you I'm right now? Counting on him. Scott, he's a great player. I'm not counting on he's him. Excellent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did we transfer not, back to three years he's ago? He's not great. <laughs> he was not. Those good. were your words. He was not good for Mourinho, but he was good for Pochettino. Oh, who is good for Mourinho? Delhi. Not was Deli. not good for Mourinho. Yeah, who is good for? Let's Mourinho? get back to my midfield. No, back De- off. Delhi was Delhi was playing really well at the end of last season. Yeah, like he, one match. Great. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Right. It's not gonna happen. Getting back to my team, loaded. Sun with midfielder. Sun's your second midfielder. Salah. Sun. Wow, yeah. was that a big. Come around on well, this. Listen, it's because it's because you my made a set, stupid my choice. third highest <laughs> expensive what do you make midfielder. Stupid choices? We argue about them. Is James Ward Prowse third most expensive wow. at six five? <laughs> this is fascinating. He finished ninth last year in overall scoring. Seventh. All right, forgive <laughs> me. Wait, I'm sorry. You're actually giving us stats about James Ward Prowse. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So the guy who finished ninth last year in midfield <laughs> scoring is Leeds' own James Harrison. At six zero, Jack Harrison. <laughs> Jack Harrison. James Harrison. <laughs> I said Jack Harrison. Wait, is Jack Harrison in your squad? Jack Harrison. Yeah. Okay. It goes Salah. Great. Son. James Ward Prowse. Jack Harrison. I love Jack Harrison. I will see you on Jack Harrison. He will join my squad once they get through United game week one, maybe even Everton game week two. Okay. Again, and I'll bring this back. Leeds doesn't give a single. Blank, who they play as they started off with Liverpool last year and, sure. get, and gave us the best game. But of the United, week. United is kind of the picture perfect example here. United had a good off backfire. season. Well, for sure, wasn't it? Was it four three? United leads first time they played something like that, and then it was nil nil the second. Le- time. Leeds yeah. says this to everyone, so it uh, won't... United smashed them. They ended up smashing. Oh, it was, it was more like than five. 4-3. It was like five two or yeah, something, something like that. that. But, it, but United scored a ton of like. Of those, like Leeds, B- Leeds, Leeds been, was Leeds been, was opened up at the back. Bielsa's been been 
marking this match down and has been literally preparing I, I for this match all summer. No, I don't think that's true. I do <laughs> that's like Jack completely true. <laughs> I do okay, like so, Jack so look, as much I as, as cheap at the moment as my midfield is, all four of them are ranked in the top nine from last year in overall scoring. Great. Just want to bring that, that up. That was last year. Hey, by the way, is Jack Harrison in your squad game week one, or is he on your bench? No, he's in the squad. At United? Yeah. Okay. All right. That might change as I made some <laughs> – Ollie Watkins is now in my squad, okay, too. Okay, all so right. I got to make some changes. All right, so a Watkins Rounding is, out my midfield yeah. is, in my opinion, the highest enabler that will produce – that will give you production. Emil Smith-Rowe. ESR. Yeah. Emil Smith-Rowe at a 5-5 for Arsenal, now wearing number 10, newly signed this summer – Emil Smith Rowe. Enabler because he's playing Chelsea and City two out of his first three matches, right? No, enabler meaning he's a five five. No, but you're not playing him in those matches. He's gonna be buried at the end of your bench. Chelsea. Both United, of those and defenses City. are good. I will say that. The percentages are not with you or with Arsenal really in those matches. I think they'll have a chance. Saka's so, only in my squad. He was not in my squad at first. I brought him in partly as a money move in, in my midfield, but that schedule scared me for Arsenal. For sure. For sure. I, I don't knock anyone who stays away from any Arsenal players, but the, I think there's value. You know, every season that there's a there's a team, a couple of seasons ago it was like it was Chelsea, and I was like, man, I feel like there's value here. I just don't know where that's coming from. I feel like Arsenal's that season this year. And, and listen, if anyone who – Long-time listeners know I do not tout Arsenal players. I tout my team. I don't tout them fantasy-wise. But I do feel like there's plenty of value there. We just don't know where it's going to come from, whether it's Pepe Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, or, or in other places. I don't think it's going to be an Aubameyang. I would not go anywhere near Aubameyang to start the season, yeah. period. Agreed. He has not done anything in the preseason. He seems to have lost his goal-scoring form. In fact, I'm wondering if Arsenal shouldn't sell him. So, uh, a dark horse that you need to keep your eye on, keep on your watch list, is an Arsenal striker named Balogun. I know no one's heard of him. I get it. Everyone can laugh. I'm just saying he literally is probably the lowest price at four five or four zero. If only Brian there was a way I could figure I out exactly how much he costs. We're not gonna we're not gonna look it up because we don't care. He's not even listed yet. That's how dumb that is. <laughs> I just looked it up. He's li- he's literally in the first team, and he's not listed in FPL. It's well, Aubameyang, yeah. Lacazette, and Nketiah. He's going to so. score a brace in his first match, and no one will own him because they can't. Um. Anyways, yeah. Another guy I'd like to keep my eye on, again, another value pick is, is Willock. I don't think Willock's going anywhere. He's a 6-0. Can we, can we get off Arsenal? No, that's where I like to stay. So that's my is midfield. Joe, you don't think Joe Willock's going to find a way? You don't think Newcastle's going to find a way to get him back? I don't. I don't think so. Right. He literally scored today against Chelsea, and they ruled it off. He hit, he hit it, Brian, into your favorite spot, the underside of the bar. Oh man, my bounces favorite. over the yeah. line, bounces back out the linesman. I guess they didn't have uh, in the friendly technology to show it. Hawkeye, and the linesman missed it. But for on the replay, it was like not even a question. It, it was a goal. So, uh, but Joe Willock scored today. Didn't get called. Phantom Arsenal goal. loses. Man, that Arsenal guy was extremely good. For Newcastle. Uh, for Newcastle. And he yeah. came in today and changed the match in yeah. the in the second half. You know what the masses are doing at midfield? What are the masses doing, Scott? Mo Salah, number one. Bruno, number two. And I know none of us actually have him in our squads. That's, it's just I, that 
It's know. that uncertainty. And if Sancho does do something, I don't think that's good for Bruno either. Bruno does well when he's the focal point. When he's not, he disappears. We I, saw that for Portugal this summer. I, I think I'm just burned on, on Bruno this summer. I think it's just been matches and matches and matches. He played so much for United last year. I mean, year. we're not even in the we're not even in the ratio that the, out of the three of us that not one of us has him. It is weird, and we definitely did not talk about this coming. For me, it was spot. Sancho's presence and the uncertainty there, and the, that just took me out of United midfield altogether. It really just did. Third highest owned midfielder, Jack Grealish. Yeah. I mean, we argue that's about not a him. huge surprise. It's stupid. In my first team, it's he stupid. in my first team he was in it. It's stupid. I'll stand by that. Number four, I this one surprises me. For all the love we gave to Jack Harrison, Rafinha is the fourth owner. Yeah, we talked about that before. I feel that, like Harrison's the own. Rafinha forever right. got the love last year, but I feel like Harrison's the own. Yeah, we said that weeks ago that it, it was surprising that I, – I, I said that the pricing, the structure of the three uh, Leeds midfielders, it's – Can under- I name them real quick? You mentioned three Leeds midfielders. So yeah. Rafinha, six and a half. Yeah. Harrison, six. Dallas, five and a half. Rafinha is the fourth-owned midfielder. Dallas is the sixth-owned midfielder. The masses are dumb on Leeds right now. Yeah, I, I really don't understand why. And it's not, that, it's not that a lot of people don't have Jack Harrison. It's that he's barely cracking the top 30 midfielders. Yeah. Differentially. Yeah, that he's barely over 5% selected right now. standing differential. Yeah, he's, uh, he would be the guy of those three, I think, that I would start with just on, the, on, on those grounds. Mason Mount, fifth owned. Makes sense. I, I want to keep going because midfield's so loaded. Son, you mentioned Davis in your squad. He's seventh owned midfielder. Saka's eighth owned midfielder. Eve Basuma's nine. For I don't Brighton. get that. Four and a half. That's because he's four and a half. Uh, no KDB? We have KDB to. I want to at least say the initials. Listen, but. I am so nervous. I don't own at the moment a Chelsea or City player, and I think that's so stupid. And I, I don't know. Oh, we, the, we haven't got the defense yet. I have a little oh. bit more money in defense, but I feel like this is so stupid. My, my front three lines have zero City and zero Chelsea. Just to make a, just to make a final like as we transition into defense here. One of the reasons why I do have two Chelsea players is that week one is. Crystal Palace at home. So to me, I can't think of a better way for them to start their season. To but me, which this two is it. Huh? Which two is it? Two city players. Oh, do you? We're gonna go to defense. Okay, so it's two defenders. Okay, because no, no. So I have Kai Havertz as a midfielder, but I have one other Chelsea player as a defender. I'm sorry, I thought you said City. No, no. Chelsea because they Chelsea yes. plays. For so that's Palace. why. Yes, to, to yes. just to talk more about about schedule and. Game week one, to me, that's as good as it gets. I know it's not as easy for them in game weeks two and three. Arsenal and Liverpool. Right. Chelsea. That's not fantastic. Villa after that also, yeah, whatever, I don't know. And then Spurs and City. It'll test what Dave and I agreed was true, which is Chelsea being matchup proof. Yeah, Chelsea Chelsea is getting a a nice opening match to just come in and, and crush somebody before they get into some really challenging but by the way, the actual Arsenal Liverpool matches after Crystal Palace are why I wouldn't go near Reese James. I'd be interested to see if you guys have him in your squad. I wouldn't go near Reese James for game weeks two and three. He's in my team. <laughs> I knew that that was yeah. your second Chelsea player. No, go ahead. <laughs> Dave, you're going to start off our right, defender. All right, defender. I start with defense. Yep. All right, uh, Robertson and Alexander. You got them both. Yep. TAA and Robertson. Yep. Um, that is some money. And then... I, I dumped a lot of money there. 
my next guy is someone who I just brought in tonight because I finally freed up the money when I went from I had point five in the bank, but I went from Bamford down to Watkins. Okay. It enabled me to go from Brandon Williams, who I had. Uh, I thought he might be starting actually the season for United. He got loaned literally today to Norwich. Oh, so nice. Brandon okay. Williams is kit has not changed in FPL yet, but he is now a Norwich player. Okay. We'll probably start for them week one. If you're looking for a defensive enabler, absolutely look at him. My guess is he starts for them. Uh, I I don't anticipate him moving there and not starting. It's, but look, let's be honest. Norwich isn't holding many clean sheets. Not with that schedule. With no. that being said, I <laughs> turn. Norwich's first three opponents are Liverpool, City, and Leicester. So don't get too excited about the any Norwich. Schedule makers concept. hate Norwich. <laughs> They're sending them down with the quickness. That's so I turn okay Brandon Williams into Safal. I'm surprised he was out of your lineup in the first place. He wasn't. Initially, he was in. Then when I started doing things, I had to send him out. I brought Sufal in. Now, this is where things – and I also have Ben White. Now, I had Ben White as a Brighton defender. Okay. Now, he's an Arsenal defender. I'm probably yep. going to leave him there. And, I and look, this might be a homer move. Fine, whatever. It'll be my one homer move that I have. But I'm going to leave him in there. I think there's going to be value there. Arsenal, especially second half of the season – had I think the the second most uh, league points. They had a huge slump. If anyone remembers, between October and December last year, the first part of the season, Arsenal was a top four team. Huge slump. The back end of the season, they had another great a great uh, point scoring season. I think I like to think, and this is wishful thinking. Ben White's going to have a massive role, and Arsenal at least when they play lower half teams, getting clean sheets. So I got Ben White in there as a 4-5. I feel like that's good value. So I got Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Sufal, Ben White, and then I get to my last spot, which I think I want this to be Tariq Lamptey. But I have Veltman there. The only other guy I'm battling with at a 4-5 is Fofana with Leicester. And so I'm having a Veltman-Fofana battle that literally – Change it seems to change daily. Development Fofana battle, uh, outstanding uh, indie rock band name for circa, sure. Uh, Two thousand. Yes, I don't know what to do with them, Brian. Yeah. I, I literally don't know what to do with them at the moment. Veltman's winning, and so that's my defense. Uh, TAA Robertson to fall and Ben White and Veltman for Brighton. Yeah. I have a trash bird in my team. I I get it. And look, I'm going to real quick mention my goalkeeper since we're here. Okay. Might, as well, might as well cover goalkeepers. I also have Brighton, uh, Brighton Sanchez sure. in goal for me. Yep. And then I have Jed Steer, which is Villa's backup to Emilio, Emiliano Martinez. So, Scott, what I did was, this is crazy, because I typically do like a handcuff. Yeah. I almost went with a handcuff here. I didn't, though, in this case, because if Tariq Lamptey comes back and I want Veltman and Lamptey instead of like Ben White, all of a sudden now I have – Three, like my goalkeepers occupying. It's, it's just like if you own Emiliano Martinez and David Steer. Is it David Steer? Jed. Is it Jed Steer? Jed. Yeah. It's Jed Steer. If you own, you Mar- can only own three players you, on a team. You can only own three yeah. players. So if two of them are occupied in your yep. goalkeepers, yep. the only free there might be other Villa. F- it, so you well, don't want backup right? It could, right be, and it could be Buendia. Yeah. It yeah. could be McGinn. Grealish has not got sold yet. So you know, and I, our, I mean, I will tell you, I, I, have, had, 
I had, I had four, Watkins. I had four Villa players in my squad at one point. For sure. And so, FPL didn't like it. Told me I had too many Villa players. That's my Villa. point. So the same thing could happen yeah. for Brighton. Silly yeah. as that sounds, because Lewis Dunk now falling back into where Ben White was starting yeah. games for. Well, and I like Leandro Leandro Trossard in the midfield this season. Exactly. So so Brighton, you might not want to occupy three players in a Veltman and then Sanchez and then backup keeper. Right. Right. So I actually literally on purpose split up my 4-0 backup and my starter. Sure. And that might come back to bite me, but I think Sanchez is locked in as a starter. So Yeah. And Brighton's oh, defense sure. was better than it should have been last year. Period. Yep. So that's that's my defense. That's my defense right there. And goalkeeper. You'll be pleased to know that Shoot there's holes in it. a little bit of differential in mine. Okay. From yours. All right. I, I can't shoot too many holes. Uh, first of all, what's interesting is uh, Brighton's Ben White scored one less point overall last season than Arsenal's Rob Holding. Both are at 4.5. I've always had, after making fun of Rob Holding when Arsenal first bought him, right. long time right. listeners of this For pod sure. will remember that. Uh, I actually keep finding my heart wanting to go to Rob Holding. It, it's it's holding, weird, right? Holding like, seems to have a hold on my heart. <laughs> uh, and so I have, on my list of players that I'm interested in, I have both White and Holding for Arsenal yeah. in my list. Yeah. I don't own either one, but both are guys that I, I don't think it's crazy. I could I could end up going to either Be, one of because them. Because their price is a 4 5, it's reasonable. That's a big, that's a big reason why. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps immensely that Rob White was able to get Ben the, White. Right. I I want them to be one person. Sure. Uh, ben White, I think it helps immensely that he was originally priced as a Brighton defender, and then the transfer was made to Arsenal. I don't think he's four and a half. He'd be five zero probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So that helps immensely in terms of yeah. value. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see though what that actually looks like in terms of playing time. Again, there's some unknowns with Arsenal. And and the one Arsenal guy I have, you you basically have convinced me not to have him as we move closer to the season, Sokka. which is Saka yeah. in the midfield. So and I'll, I love Saka. Let's not get that. And I'll own him at some point. Maybe not game week one sure. anymore. You know, you talked about the Veltman Fofana debate that you're having with yourself. I have both. Okay. So my my defense sure. is Andy Robertson. I love TAA, but that point five down to Robertson is mm, massive for me. You're only owning one of them. Yeah, Andy okay. Robertson, uh, Aaron Cresswell. I'm just gonna stop. Mm. I'm just gonna stop fighting over the fact that Aaron Cresswell is that guy at the end of the season who is also top five in defender scoring when he's healthy. Sure. So as long as he's not hurt, he was number three last year. As long as he's not hurt, he's gonna be in my lineup. Uh, Matt Target is another guy that I hope to just put in my lineup and forget about. So Matt Target and Sufal, I was having this battle with, and Sufal still rides the bus to the <laughs> training ground every. So that's why it went with Sufal. But yeah. I don't fight, fault anyone for Matt Target. And real quick, I want to come back to this before you mention him because you might. Velton might actually turn into Matt Loughton. Matt Loughton for Burnley. Yeah. Burnley still Burnley defense. Yeah. They haven't made any massive offensive signings, so they're, they're going to try to see games out. Loughton gets forward. He's a 4-5. My Veltman might turn into a Matt Loughton. But I think, too, though, I, Brian, Brian made this point late last season. I think this is relegation season for Burnley. I think they I think they slide. Maybe. I don't know how they do it this year. I really don't. Yeah. All right. So that's my, that's my defense. Robertson, Cresswell, Target, Veltman, Fofana – 
And based on matchups, I very well could play a 4-3-3 with my current squad for yeah. the first couple oh, of games. Oh, yeah. your defense has got great matchups for first week, yeah. 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 Uh, Scott, goalkeeper, you didn't mention. Let's oh, sure. Do it. Let's do it while we're here. I mean, I still have an incredible goalkeeper crush on Emiliano Martinez. Okay. So I've got Martinez and Sanchez right now. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you got two starting goalkeepers? Yeah. Yeah, why, yeah, why not? I mean, Sanchez is four and a half. Uh, I mean, I could go to a you know a backup goalkeeper, but even if I went to a Jed Steer, what's Jed Steer's price, Dave? Isn't it four, four and a half? Yeah. Is it four zero? Yeah, it's four zero. So it would save me a a, a pound or a half a half pound. pound. And and certainly I could use that in my midfield probably. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know. I I like that extra half pound okay. with Robert Sanchez. Brian, I understand those moves. Uh, yeah, I also only have Andy Robertson of the uh, Liverpool defenders. As we sit here, um, I don't see that changing. I, I don't. I, I mean, sure, TAA came on pretty strong at the end of last season. I think. Uh, and and by the way, he got hurt, wasn't able to play in the Euros. Yeah, Should think, be healthy to start the season, though. Yeah, he's it, it's tre- trending that way. Yeah, no pun at all in there. Definitely not trending. Trending. It's trending that way. It is not. Uh no, it's I he he should be out there. I just I feel like against I, Norwich, right? I just like the the look of Andy Robertson better. I think. Um, and then yeah, as we sit here, uh, it is the Crystal Palace matchup. It is uh my Reese James crush, uh, week one Reese James in the lineup, and I think part of it too is even with a difficult run of matches after that for Chelsea. There are so many players at his price that I can get to easily, and I'm looking at Luke Shaw right away, yeah. right after that. Sure. Uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka also after that. To your point, Aaron yeah. Cresswell uh, in that same space. Uh, John Stones is the same price. And oh. as soon as Manchester City finish game week one against Tottenham, they go on a run of matches that are not, you, you would look at and say, I don't hate any of those really. Um, so the, no, there are options after that. I just look when Reese James played last season, he was one of the most, <laughs> no, sorry. That was, that was the key phrase already. You don't even have to finish the sentence. No, I, when Reese James played right, and you, last And this season. is the wrongest that Sky will say it again. This is the wrongest you've ever been because this is not about <gasps> him not getting the playing time for some <laughs> talent reason or headspace reason it was entirely manager decision and by the end of the season he was in there every single game he was also he was also injured with a significant knee injury for a big part of the middle of the season all right i'm just looking at last year aspilicueta managed to score more points in reaching one point don't flex it's more it's still more aspilicueta could not get in the team while frank lampard was there Tuchel comes in and just says, we're going to play a back three sometimes. And so Azpilicueta gets in there a lot. Mm-hmm. Reese James is like this. This I don't. I just don't know how else there is to say it. He's the future for them. He, and, totally and, agree. And the, and the right now for them. There's well, no that, way. That's the debatable point. This, there I is, agree he's the future. I, I when just, is the future? I when just don't the think there is any way possible that given what he did through like his best last season, that he is not a week one starter and is not a fixed, nailed person 
in that lineup. Okay. He's I'll not, believe it when I see he's it. He's not competing with anyone, and it is just a matter of is it going to be, is Tuchel going to do tinkering? That's it. Uh, that's, a, that's a big question. Sure. It's a big question. Uh, the the question is not is Azpilicueta better than him? No, it's not, and I'm not arguing that. And is it that Azpilicueta can do what Reese James does? Also, not arguing right, that. It is not it's that at all. It's a matter of who's going right. to play and get the points. Yeah, because points are points. Yes. All right. So so right now he's in there. Robertson, Reese James. Yes. Sufal. Well, uh, interesting. An- for sure. A, another guy that I that no matter how I made the team. Not Cresswell. You're a Cresswell guy. I love Aaron Cresswell. You're a, Qu- a Questwell. A Questwell. No, a Dave's Cresswell. a Questwell guy. I'm a Questwell guy. Ryan is a Cresswell guy. I love Aaron Cresswell. But you have, for, have for years and years. I just can't. I think it's the same thing with Robertson and TAA. That you're, point you're five. Just, you're just taking the the lower guy. That point five is uh, is substantial, and and West Ham's schedule is not good enough. Like at Newcastle is not, that's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. I agree so with you. that is not a like especially a, it is when a, everyone's healthy. Newcastle. It's a green matchup. I see it like you like you guys do, <laughs> but it's not. But it is not green. No one ever goes to Newcastle. And goes no. That was easy. No, at least not, not in the beginning of the season. No, not after what Steve Bruce did for them last season, That's right? Which is so painful, I'm sure, for most Newcastle <laughs> fans to have to admit. And after what he managed to accomplish with that team, they're they have great attack. They do, and then they play Leicester after that. So it's more of just hopefully you get the best version of West Ham again. Like an, another competitive season for West Ham would be great for everybody. For sure. So I'm hoping that that's the case. But it's a Lingardless West Ham. True. At the moment. True. A lot of transfer time left, Scott. So right now, Sufal, he was one of the guys that I couldn't, I could not ever make that change. Although, look, I mean, it's just a matter of point five to go to any of the other players that I just said. So that's that's the other thing I think about that. That is. Uh, makes him movable i put fofana in there just because it seemed like everybody was going to him <laughs> there's no there's look can we just say that there's not a there's not a performance or lester defense reason to go to fofana it's not like he did anything last season that was like oh yeah that guy is gonna blow up the league next year. <laughs> okay. Leicester defensively was not like, oh man, by the end of the season they were just shut down on no. everyone. No, it no is way. just that he's a starter for a good team at four and a half. At pounds. four and a half. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. I I understand Who's why. Who's looked okay in preseason? I'm so sure, far. and he was good when he was out there in spurts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if James Justin was playing. Yet. Yeah, when James we're talking Ju- about James Justin. When James Justin comes back, yeah, and we'll he talk. is is playing again. I think Castagna is uh, interesting, an interesting choice to start the season, but not interesting enough uh, to choose. Your fifth, Brian. Well, it was Ben Johnson from West Ham, but now uh, the Brandon Williams. I did not know that until you said it, Dave. But yeah, that changes it. If yeah. Brandon Williams is gonna get, if he is going to be on Norwich, he's going to play for Norwich. Yeah. I agree 100%. And so, if he's going on loan for $2 million to Norwich because I can't remember what other team, one of the other teams, wanted him but wasn't willing to pay the $2 million to bring him over on loan, Norwich was. So Brandon Williams is now a Norwich player. Again, not in the FP, 
FPL app yet, but yeah. it's happening. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting him to start him because Norwich again. Norwich's schedule to start this season is it's brutal. It's hilarious Terrible. and sad. It's, it's jokeable. Yeah. Well, but it's the kind of thing too where you're like, okay, once that's done, they don't have to do that again. Yeah, right for sure. So, After week six or whatever, maybe there's some use for clear you know, skies, green oh, grass yeah, ahead, so green, green emphasis on green, 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 green. And oh, uh, and right now it's uh, Robert green. Sanchez and 4.0 goalkeeper it was the it was a brighton handcuff but yeah uh, i think i see your point in not doing that with brighton it's crazy because i've always kind of gone with the handcuff but i i'm now and by the way just to yeah. define our terms handcuff what we mean is you have a starting keeper and a backup keeper from the same squad so that, that way if you get a surprise and the starting goalkeeper doesn't start the backup keeper probably will and you'll still get goalkeeper points i just don't want it's happened in the past where i've wanted to sign transfer a player in and I can't because I already have two of the backup yeah. goalkeeper sure. and the backup goalkeeper yep. bites me. it'll be interesting to see if the backup goalkeepers play as much as they did last year if that was COVID induced that's a good call I, I think it's great for uh, it's great for FPL managers to be honoring uh, the career of Ben Foster and having him as the second most selected goalkeeper overall sure. uh, is, that, is that what that is yes. I, I'm that's sh- not a dumbass move well, that's I, honoring <laughs> the career of Ben I'm Foster gonna, I'm going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and you say this you is absolutely such shouldn't. a good way to honor a you guy should. who oh. was good when that he was such... starting for them and will <laughs> that, not be starting Brian, for them Brian that is such <laughs> No, but it's look. It's just because he's four zero, and he's a name that people that probably a lot of he's people recognize. Brand. Absolutely, Martinez and, is the most owned goalkeeper by far. Ben Foster second, and our unanimously owned Robert Sanchez is third. Yeah. By the way, I wouldn't put us all on Sanchez. Well, no, you have Martinez, Scott. Well, yeah. uh, Martinez is my starter, but Sanchez, Sanchez is my backup. Team. Yep. By the way, none of us own the number one owned defender, and he's number one by far. By far. Yes. No, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Is the number one oh, owned defender by far. playing the first couple weeks. Well, tell it to the masses, Dave. 47% oh. owned. TAA is second. Ruben Diaz is third. Fofana fourth. Dina fifth. Yeah. Dina could be interesting. Five and a half pounds. No fault, thanks. I don't fault anyone. No thanks. There. For a uh, new manager, no again, thanks. Again, Matt targeted a 5-0. Five, oh, um, five, five and a half for target. 5 oh, I'm sorry. You're right. 5-0. Five, 5-0 five, oh. five, oh, for target. Yep. I'm, uh, it's interesting. Six man. through nine, six through nine extends past what you can own. But it's interesting. We've talked about all these guys. Cresswell is sixth. Sioux Falls eighth. Ben White is seventh. And then Andy Robertson's down there at ninth. It, like it's something that's interesting to look at. I hate saying interesting. It's not a good. It's not a good way to describe anything. But if you look at the season in like ten week blocks, like weeks one to ten, eleven to twenty. 21, you know, 21 to 30, and then 31 to the end of the season. There's only one time, if you look at it in blocks that way, there's only one time that Dina was a top 10 defender. It's in the beginning? No, it was at the very end. Really? It wasn't until the last seven, or last eight weeks of the season. That's interesting. That Dina was a top scoring defender. And I feel like last season was, there were so many times where the Everton, the, the arc of the Everton defense Ending the 2018-19 season, coming into 19. Wait, 2021. The arc of the Everton defensive season, going from 1920 into 2021, 
was that Everton was getting Did you say excellent. 1920 or 2020? I'm saying that two years ago, Everton <laughs> ended a season, ended the season with an amazing defensive right. record. Agree. So last season, going into the season, it was like, oh, they have a good run to start. They are Everton. They looked so good before, and they didn't do that mm. at all. And they just disappointed so many times last season. They were so bad at home. I, like I just find I I feel like there should be no confidence. You don't think Rafa Benitez is going to make a difference in Everton? Sure, he'll make a difference. I just I just not don't. in a game with one. I just don't know why there's that much. I just feel like it's That's a lot of it's, love. It's hey, Carlo Ancelotti. What it wasn't like he was bad for Everton. No, he was not. really good for them. No, he was good, and I just it just seems like a lot of confidence to put into a player who just blew it so much last year. All right, Brian. As we wrap up this preseason pod, yeah, man, you've got an important piece of information to give everyone who's listening to this. Oh, we need to know what the league code is. All right, Brian, give us the code that is going to allow people to join our podcast mini league for the upcoming season. The code to join the FPL America podcast mini league. L-M-R-M-T-C. That is L as in Leeds, M as in Mares, R as in Richarlison, M as in Mares, T as in uh, Tuchel, 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 C as in Charleston. <laughs> you got Chelsea there, Sufal, L M R M T, Chilwell, Charleston. <laughs> that is your code to join our mini league. Very good. We hope you will all do that. We want you to all join our league and, uh, and, and you know, join us for what's going to be a very interesting season. Hopefully a little bit of a return to normal, whatever that is. Uh, hopefully that, uh, that it remains to be the case throughout this season, uh, that we uh, stay away from uh, everything that the p- pandemic changed about the Premier League uh, in the last couple of seasons, uh, and that we're able to do that and, and have a good, a good FPL season to come. I'm excited for the upcoming season. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I hope that uh, a return so to options. normalcy is going to be so good. So many options. And I love that the three of us have different squads. It's not common that that happens. Uh, and all three of us have slightly different approaches, different ways that we're doing things, places we're spending our money. Brian scares me with Kai Havertz. Like, I'm trying to figure out how I can. I'd have to give up Robertson or Trent Alexander-Arnold if I was to make a move to Havertz. No, I'm not pass. sure I'm ready to do that Pass. Yet. Not tempted at all. Yeah, but Scott, it's kind of scary you do, you don't you as well as me don't have any city or Chelsea. Players. I have Mason Mount, and that that makes me happy. It That's gives sufficient. You some part of Chelsea. Uh, city, it feels weird, but at the same time, I again I went for safety. Never, ever is a city player safe to own when it comes to playing minutes. I mean, there's four midfielders that Ederson. probably are ownable. Ederson is it. Yeah, but also KDB, Sterling, Mares, Foden. I would understand anyone owning any of those four. I'd understand most people owning I two really of those four. I really want to try to figure out how to own Mares. That's a commitment, and I'd much rather commit money to, and again, this might be the Liverpool fan in me, but I'd much rather own Salah and Robertson because I know those two guys are playing. I know they're playing. It's true. City, those four def- uh, midfielders I mentioned, 
two of them might not start game week one. Who's to say? I don't know. So I'm going to go for safety, and that's why I don't have city players. I feel pretty good about that. Fair enough. Brian, you got anything else? No, that is actually it. All right. Well, awesome. Hey, listen, I hope we provided enough fodder for you guys to listen to, to throw out the window, to uh, <laughs> digest, think about, make fun of us, uh, however you want to receive the information. I, I hope that you received it well, and we had fun giving it. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>